0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another daily program. I'm going to try my best to stay calm because I'm slightly frustrated with the establishment, with the political corruption, and with all the lies and misinformation and empty promises. That's the theme of today's program. First, let's talk about political corruption following yesterday's show where we talked about the latest from the David Cameron Greensill scandal and how the Treasury, the Department of Her Majesty's Treasury, somehow managed to uh, delete the phone data of about 100 phones because apparently everyone in the Treasury keep forgetting their pen and somehow included in all those phones and all the data some of them had the correspondence between the lobbyists Greensill uh, the David Cameron's company well he's not he's no longer advising them but he was before uh, and the government and all the conversations about uh, making sure that there's a connection between government and uh, Greensill that all that's gone Now, I did say that today we're going to have more development and we do and it's not looking good because we actually said that it's not just this government, Boris Johnson, it's not really Boris bashing or Tory bashing thing. It's it's a lot of the establishment. I did say yesterday, don't forget about uh, the SNP and Nicola Sturgeon. Today, we have some update from Scotland and we also go back to Whitehall. In this video, we're also, before we start, we're also going to talk about uh, the restrictions, Freedom Day that has actually technically been cancelled without saying it because all the restrictions are not actually being removed. And uh, also we're going to talk about the political football. So it's not really football, it's the political culture around football. But first, let's talk about the SNP, the Scottish National Party, or as I say, the no, Scottish Nationalist Party. The police in Scotland are now investigating the SNP. They have finally launched their investigation into the SNP's financial fraud claims. Now, this is going to be quite big because there's been a lot of claims over the last few years, especially 2017 when the SMP started their fundraising or donations, yeah, the campaigns to raise money for the second Scottish independence referendum. Um, of course, they've raised a lot of money and that referendum hasn't really happened. There's no campaign and the money has been spent by Nicola Sturgeon and her minions. Now, we, know, we want to know where the money is. Uh, we want to know how much of it is actually fraud in terms of the legality, and what, what is exactly happening in Scotland. Because yesterday, when I was talking about Green and their lobbying uh, firms and you know trying to get into uh, government and the political system, uh, the same thing happened in uh, in Scotland with the SNP, where somehow there's no record of certain meetings between lobbyists and Nicola Sturgeon's senior team. What happened to the meetings? What happened to the minutes? We don't really know. But this is going to be quite interesting because £600,000, over £600,000, has been raised by the SMP establishment using their uh, CyberNats and you know, cyber, all the uh, Scott nets and uh, their support to raise the money that they wanted. But we don't really know what happened with the, with the exact, exact funding. But it goes back to the whole of the complacency of the establishment, especially in Scotland, uh, because we know. That david cameron was part of greensill uh, basically lobbying on behalf of them we found that yesterday he was earning twenty nine thousand pounds a day <laughs> now this matters because of course he's a former prime minister he gets a job it's a private sector i don't i don't care it's a free society get whatever you want i don't care but it raises the questions considering he was being paid twenty nine thousand pounds a day that was the rate uh, average um as opposed to when former politicians Um, become a a part of an advisory board of some sort of company or make speeches. Uh, They don't really have big responsibilities or write a book. And this time is a very technical job. Uh, It relies on connections and networking and your contacts, basically. So £29,000, you can't just take that job and just sit at home and just be like, oh, it's just a casual job. I'm just advising them. It's not like George Osborne's one of George Osborne's seven jobs that he has. It's a top job so of course he had to get the job done and he had to use all his roots and all his uh, resources to do it so that raises the question to say well then maybe there was some sort of mishandling of this situation so we need to find the truth it's not really about Tory Labour or SNP; it's just establishment we do not want to encourage this sort of culture if there's no um, illegality then fine but if there's also a bit of like just gray area you need to fix it you need to reform the system that's where David Cameron came in but it escalates because it's not really about politicians anymore. It's eth- it's a whole of the establishment, the civil service. This is Sue Gray. She's the second permanent um, secretary to the cabinet office. But between 2012 and 2018, she served as a director general for pro- uh, priority uh, ethics and well, uh, ethics in the cabinet office. Her role was essentially there to ensure that everything is ethical. And she supervised the whole of the program At the same time, she was being asked to appear in front of the um, Select Committee in Parliament to answer some questions about her colleague who has some links with Greensill, another civil servant. Um, And guess what happened? Michael Gove blocked her appearance. Uh, He stopped Sue Gray from appearing in Parliament because they were gonna ask about Bill Crothers, who was also a, a civil servant when he left whitehall to get a job at greensill and um, because the, the job that he got was within the first year of him leaving uh, the political system uh, he had to inform whitehall uh, because you have to actually declare any sort of interest that you have uh, interest in terms of conflicts but he did it and, and now of, of course he's involved with in the whole thing as well all the connections all the correspondence now sue gray was going to be asked to come to parliament to Answer questions about Bill, and somehow Michael Gove decided to stop Sue from appearing in front of the Select Committee. And now that makes it a bit dodgy. If we want transparency, we need to get transparency. Again, at this point, you cannot make judgment to definitely say that something has happened like illegal or you know just malpractice or not. When there's a lack of transparency, that's my main focus in this end of today's theme. This program is we need to know the truth and that's all it that matters for me uh so we need to find out exactly why Michael stopped Sue Gray we need to find out Bill uh, Crothers in terms of correspondence uh, how deep he gets and we need to know the relationship real relationship between uh, David Cameron and uh, obviously the Green Seal team because we know that historically there was a lot of links the guy running Green Seal uh, was actually advising David Cameron when David Cameron was Prime Minister so this goes back so it's a weird cycle it keeps going back and forth anyway but we need to find out and again Everything is about transparency and everything is about being honest. And the political system, all political parties and politicians right now, the senior ones, they're not. This takes us back to the second point that I was going to mention, which is Freedom Day. Now, Freedom Day is not happening, despite the fact that Boris Johnson made the announcement yesterday. And I did say, as I was recording yesterday's video, I said, well, I'm doing it as the Prime Minister is about to make the announcement. I'm going to give my analysis tomorrow, which is today. So, and I know that a lot of you watching, uh, this whole thing is, the whole topic is very divided. Uh, A lot of you are very much pro these restrictions, um, you know, because you want to be cautious. And a lot of you are sick and tired of them. And uh, some of you have different opinions on uh, the COVID vaccines and uh, just generally like lockdown in, in general. But this point is not really about taking sides in that respect. We've already discussed this. You already know my opinion. This is about... The lack of transparency from the government, because they've come out to now say that COVID passports and face masks will be required at sporting events in England after the second nineteenth uh, of July. They did also say that we're going to lift all the restrictions. Like even yesterday, they said they're going to lift all the restrictions. Uh, initially, they were going to call it Freedom Day. They then changed it, and then they said, "Well, we're still going to lift it, and we're just going to advise people and businesses to do it." Just you know. People are smart. They will take our advice. They will wear face masks. We're not going to force them. And also, I'm going to talk about COVID uh, passports as well. But that hasn't really changed. Even the science, from their own science, said that outdoor transmission is hardly a thing. So football stadiums, if you're outside, or Wembley, uh, so Wimbledon, anywhere like that. Uh, also, if you have the uh, the vaccine, then your the transmission goes down massively anyway. Yet, if you have taken the vaccine. If you are outside, you're still going to have to wear your face mask and show your COVID passport, obviously, as they have already required. This is about the lack of transparency. If the government do believe in the opinion polls that the majority of the country are pro-restrictions and pro-lockdown, then just be honest. Just go with the ball. The majority want this. So we're just going to be honest. We're going to delay this. Or we're going to cancel the Freedom Day. If you're not sure, if you actually don't believe in the opinion polls fully, and if you still think that people might kick off, just like how Boris Johnson felt last year in 2020 when he was being asked to do lockdown, he was scared of riots. It didn't happen, obviously. Uh, we don't do that. We're not French. But but right now, we don't really know why they are lying uh, but by, by, or just hiding the information be, be, behind the clouds that they're creating, because France are very hardcore Macron is very hardcore he came out to say that the unvaccinated will bear the brunt of the restrictions rather than um, everybody from the beginning of August the vaccine passport will be needed for coffee shops restaurants supermarkets hospitals trains buses toilets everywhere you go pavements I'm guessing um that's also let's just be grateful we're not in France but at least the French government are very direct they're going to be authoritarian. They'll be honest with you that they're authoritarian. Also, just wait for the backlash. Just wait for Parisians to come on the streets and see what happens. I'm um, not going to predict that it's going to be the masses, or the majority of millions, but there will be a big backlash culturally. And also the elections are coming up in France. Good luck with that, Macron. But Boris Johnson himself, who is now planning to introduce COVID passports uh, for the autumn wave, as they say, and um, clearly not, not nothing to do with the flu and like the actual flu season. No, no, this is different, apparently. But considering public health matters, of course, and they said, and I was very patient when the whole COVID pandemic started initially, obviously, when the virus was new, we wanted to learn about it. You have know, to be cautious. Then they came out they with all their research internationally, including the World Health Organization. They have now come out to tell us more about the, the virus that it, the mortality rate is indeed low that it's not as crazy as you think it's not as dangerous as you think and it's manageable and the vaccinated are actually protected not just the vaccinated the ones with organic and natural immunity also protected all that and again outside outdoor transmission is not a thing really uh, and just generally speaking all this stuff clearly doesn't matter face masks the whole thing is now changed about them uh, everything, considering the face masks that you're now seeing on the streets, on the tube, on the trains, in the UK, anywhere, the coverings that people have, they're not effective. They're, you, you rot, it's best just not wear them at this point because none of that is helping. Face mask as a concept, you either have to have it properly on, and you can only use them for three hours. You need to completely instantly change them, um, or even if it's like surgical, or just don't bother because you're actually just making things worse. But that's a whole different topic about the the face masks and people have different opinions. I'm not really here to debate, to say pro or against. It is just about the government and the and establishment not being direct and honest with us. Because they can be very honest about the fact that the NHS is glorious. Well, apparently, according to this photo that we just received, the NHS is now a religion. <laughs> well, we kind of new. I've, I've, been, I've been saying this for such a long time and people have, are very sensitive about the NHS. But this is literally the NHS church and they thank the NHS. This is really game dangerous now. I know a lot of people, including small city conservative-minded people, are very much pro NHS because they're so scared of the alternative. They think that the alternative is, you know, an, an American citizen dying in the street of New York and no one picking him up, unless you pay them a million pounds. That's not really the alternative when it comes to healthcare. When you look at Germany, when you look at Switzerland, France, Scandinavia, the Nordic countries, Singapore, the rest of Europe, the rest of the planet, most of them, including Iran, <laughs> with that political and economic crisis, uh, generally speaking without the sanctions the healthcare survives and it's the quality is very good and you know you just you just deal with it and if you want to have universal access you have universal access the nhs the problem we have is two one is the branding of it that's now become a blind faith religion and secondly it's the funding of it how to fund it and how to best and make it efficient because you can't keep just throwing money at it nobody's telling anybody on the street if they're dying to write a check when the par- paramedics come no we're not going to have that situation you don't have to pay we could still have universal access we could still have affordable healthcare we need to um completely reform it because it's no longer just about finance or healthcare this is becoming a cultural battle now this is genuinely a cultural battle we keep talking about the BLM movement we keep talking about all these other virtual signaling brandings, and tribes this is another one we need to be very very cautious because you can't be able to have a proper debate about public health if you're not if you can't be honest about the the NHS the reason they for example I'm going to show you this again the reason this exists the people who are pro this they have good intentions they genuinely believe that they're simply saying thank you to the nurses and doctors but that not really that's not really the case because you have that brand if you want to say thank you nurses and doctors say thank you nurses and doctors don't say thank you to the NHS the NHS is not nurses and doctors the nhs is a political system it's a, it's a brand it's a it's a logo and it's, it's the admin side of healthcare that's what the nhs is it's the structure it's the skeleton of the healthcare system if you want to say thanks to the nurses if you see a nurse on the street say thank you simple um and this is an issue that we have if you want to say thank you to you know a, a, any sort of a person who has some sort of public sector job you don't really say thank you to the establishment of it you say thank you to the person for their job just everybody calm down <laughs> because this is why this is happening. There's a massive cultural divide now. This is the new Brexit. This, this COVID stuff, lockdown stuff is the new Brexit because the whole country has been divided. London nightclub owners are saying that we're going to ignore the COVID passport advice. So for certain establishments and venues, it is still just by advice. They're not going to make it mandatory unless they change their mind, but um, unlike certain other venues and events. But if you're going to have a bit of backlash, Of course nightclub owners could do that you know andrew lowe with the theaters he could rebel against them so we're not going to just going to ignore it and i know for a fact i've been seeing it restaurants and bars across this country a lot of them you go in there they don't really actually ask you to uh, do the test and trace and sometimes sometimes just ask they don't actually check they just say we're gonna have to ask you things have changed we know that and it is not really to just be complacent for those of you who are really scared and cautious when it comes to uh, airborne viruses that people think they just appeared out of nowhere in 2020 they existed before 2020, we had five coronaviruses, we still, they still exist, we still have a number of different types of flu and different types of urban viruses that still kill, um, but you deal with it because, you know, again, as long as you're cautious, as long as you know your own immunity by uh, well, immune system, you know how if you have underlying uh, conditions, you have to be cautious, you have to have your, obviously, annual checkups to make sure you're healthy, then just deal with it yourself. And that's the biggest issue. Of course, if there's a a chaotic and out of control uh public health crisis we have to be cautious you know if, if, if there's a virus that's turning everyone into a zombie <laughs> i'll be the first to be in, t- in lockdown <laughs> forever uh but yeah so that's that's the problem it's not really about the debate about covid or lockdown in that sense it's just about the government being honest with us and they're not right now they're too distracted with political football it's been two days and we're still talking about football seriously guys i don't even know why we're still doing it but i'm going to mention this it's not really about the match, the final, England, Italy, any of that stuff. No, this is just about the backlash again. Because, look at this. So, Annalise dot the former, recently, a uh, former uh, shadow chancellor of the Labour Party, tweeted, 15 years of hate. Unless she knows the song of uh, 30 years of hurt, <laughs> but she's changed it. And that's how long Twitter has allowed horrific racist abuse. <laughs> okay, so she's targeting Twitter now, which is fine and then she's saying that the conservatives have done nothing to stop the growth in online hatred labor would sanction senior tech executives who repeatedly fail to enforce the rule Ooh, okay calm down i did say i'm going to stay calm but these people will either intentionally or unintentionally create a fascist society eventually they're going to destroy our free speech. They're going to destroy free choice and self-determination because everybody should be treated like babies in bubbles. Everybody should be stopped from getting hurt, whether you're on the street, on the pavement, you know, online on Twitter, in a shop, in your bedroom. According to the SNP government, even if you're having dinner with your family, you should be protected. Hate speech, ooh, dangerous. This isn't happening. What? Why? Why should the Conservative government or any government should interfere? Into a private business, anyway. We should not even have the hate speech laws on the street The only hate speech law, that the only limit that you have, is if someone is inciting violence. That's it. If anybody comes on the street and says, you know, racist things against me, and I've heard it before from a lot of racist left wingers, you just move on. You know, it's words. That's it. They're words. Move on. Don't be in a bubble. You know, a baby. But if even if some people get hurt because they're sensitive. They're not getting stabbed. You know, people have to just work together and move on. And we deal with these people. We call them out. The racist, any idiot that you have, you call them out. And that's how you bring them down. You humiliate them. You don't sanction them. What are you planning to do? You're going to send them to prison and turn them into professional criminals by hanging out with other convicts? They don't really know what's going on here. These people have no idea that the whole post-England game, when uh, when England lost and uh, the uh, so you had like um, Rashford, Sancho and Saka and a couple of others who, been, who were receiving racist comments uh, from angry England fans. They identified and also re- removed and blocked just over a thousand comments on social media, just over a thousand. Now, how many millions of, uh, millions of people watched, watched the football anyway? How many of them? Again, millions of people are on social media, millions of people were tweeting, for example, and posting on social media only over a thousand now this is not to say that racism doesn't exist yeah we just had over a thousand racist comments it's not even about um if we are pretending that you know oh you know you should just ignore it they're fine free speech free speech of course free speech obviously but we still deal with these idiots you call them out you humiliate them but what else are you going to do you, again are you going to arrest them is this the society we're going to live in that's not the issue are you going to use the over a thousand comments and the people individual individuals that we had to then paint and brand the whole country as racist they are now using that as an excuse to say the whole of England is now racist all English people all British people they're racist now apparently because that's what they're saying so Yusuf uh, Magid, I don't know how to pronounce his surname uh, actually said that sorry to all my English friends But when it comes to international soccer, okay, it's called football, guys. I always root for the country that's committed fewer colonial atrocities. Hashtag Italy. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Fewer. Okay, I'm glad it said fewer, but not less. Hashtag Italy. Okay. Hashtag the Roman Empire. (laughs) Hashtag Mussolini. Seriously, guys, they don't understand history. They're, I did reply. I did say on Twitter the Roman Empire. And the reply, the response is, oh, that was too long ago. When it's more recent, well we remember it. Do you, you remember the British Empire? Really, Yusuf? Seriously? That, but that's the thing, because they're more brainwashed about more modern, modern history or more recent history. So I said, Mussolini, then you get blocked. <laughs> There's no response, because that's how it works. And it's, it's a big problem. This is a massive, massive miscommunication. Well, there's absolutely no education right now in our culture anymore. These people don't even know what it is. A lot of these idiots don't even know the actual history of Italy <laughs> uh, and also the Brits and the history of Anglo-Saxons, considering the Romans actually invaded England or Angleland Seriously. <laughs> but that's the problem. It starts from here and then. Oh, my God. There we go. Jessica Jessica is back one of the top, top and now our rejoiners tweeting. In a February, can we just laugh at the fake culture war? Just laugh, they'll soon stop. hashtag They are funny. So, she wants to stop, she wants to you know just laugh at the fake culture war because the, the culture war doesn't exist. It's you know, it's, it's fake. It's this woke stuff. No, 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 they're not real. That was February 2021. Jessica, July 2021, two, two days ago, three days ago before the match, just in case anyone has forgotten. The three lions are French. We were ruled by them in the 12th and 13th century. Okay, Jessica. Okay, it's time for you to go. Makes no sense, but also considering we also own parts of France, and at one point, depending on how far you want to go back, yeah, there was a back and forth situation. So you could say the French are British. Ooh, we could say that. Say the Normans are British, Anglo-Saxon. Sorted. But that's the issue I have. So she just created a culture war just before the football. I think at the middle of the game, as the football game was actually at the finals happening. Uh, she just started tweeting about this sort of stuff. Stop making football political. <laughs> stop it. And then they, they started. Then they complain and say, oh, people on the right, stop making football political. But you, you're doing it. Well, all we are doing with football is obviously being proud of your nation, supporting your nation, and also being self-critical. Criticised Southgate and his team for a number of reasons. Tactical issues, strategy, also being woke. Stop it, guys. Stop it. Uh, So, as I said, I I did try my best to calm down. Stay calm. It's happening. It it got so bad, this culture war, that even Johnny Mercer, the Tory MP, has said about taking the knee, it's about empathy with our fellow countrymen who suffer appalling abuse. Empathy, what it's like to be them. It's not hard. That that's what she said uh so, <laughs> firstly johnny mercer this is a. this goes back to the the whole concept of taking the knee now we've all discussed this over the last year or so people have positions the right and the left the cultural left and right my my view is very clear that of course when it started advocated by the crazies and the marxists we knew what it was their symbol over time the people who are not really in politics and or in, in the middle of the culture wars who are just trying to be nice, they genuinely think that the intention is good. A lot of those football players, England players, taking the knee from their perspective, they genuinely think that they're just it's a symbol of anti-racism. Let's just do it. Solidarity feels good. It's like the whole Hunger Games stuff. It's, that's just, people, humans always like symbolism, which is really weird. But what they don't understand, and that's why people like Johnny Mercer, for example, kind of say defending it. Say, oh yeah, it's fine. It's actually good, like nice niceness it's bad because you don't know what you're opening the door to without realizing you're literally opening a door behind, behind yourself to chaos because that's how they do it on the left. They brainwash, they infiltrate, they steal and obviously take over certain phrases, say certain words and causes, then you can't do anything about it right now. For example, feminism, as, as a word, as a cause. Um, if, if you now say that I just, I believe in equality between genders, you say, but no, 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 you did not say feminism. So it doesn't count you're sexist that's that's what happens right now if you don't take the knee even if you're anti-racist no no no, you're racist do not let them and let their idiotic symbolism and gestures control your mind because this is the new battle when we talk about woke stuff and the culture wars being the next big battle it's a battle of minds because this is all about brainwashing this is turning into x-men and marvel universe where there's like superpowers it's, it's all about i'm going crazy here it's all about mind control and brainwashing both sides everyone's being crazy some of the people on the right, and we know some of them uh, with, you know, with influential, obviously, platforms, just for the sake of banter, they try to come back by also attacking and insulting and just provoking. Everybody needs to calm down. If you want to criticize and attack when it comes to the, to the far left, attack their leaders and attack their ideas. Don't just attack everyone who's doing it, like in a representative. For example, Marcus Rashford taking the knee. There's no need to randomly publicly attack Marcus Rashford. Go and attack the BLM leaders. Go and attack the ideas of BLM and Marxists and communists and anybody else who's big at doing it. I'm not saying to say thank you to Marcus Rashford. Just ignore it. Just don't give airways. And that's the problem. We keep giving platforms to these people by trolling them. The more you troll, the more attention that they are obviously receiving from you. So the best way to do it is to destroy their ideas. This is going to be about mind control. Get ready for the next battle. For now, let's talk to... The members of the channel the full members send their questions every day if you want to uh, do that uh, obviously if you're a full member on the uh, that's a larger package then yeah, go on the membership area page on the top of the screen and you can see a box submit your questions every day at the end of each show i will answer the questions james says is your freedom party next monday well it's not freedom party on 19th of july anymore so oops because uh, you know government stopped it but no the freedom party is happening It won't be Monday uh, because all venues are still freaking out. Uh, It's the first night. They want to be cautious, but we are going to, and it's going to be a big one. I I think I've already leaked to a couple of people uh, on this channel, but uh, I haven't actually fully publicly leaked who the main, main big guest is going to be alongside me. It's going to be me and someone really, really big that you guys love. Uh, It's going to be a massive name and it's going to be a great event, and we're going to have all the other guests as well. We're going to be mingling around and obviously you can speak to uh it will be i think to be fair i'm gonna be honest with you guys because it, it is still on paper supposed to be next week towards the end of next week but to give you guys more time especially if you're not um in london because i know that's the other topic about this freedom party uh, we wanted to do it somewhere else but because it's the first freedom well main party and all the guest speakers are in london London centric unfortunately it it is going to be London so get ready but after this we're going to do more events I'm going to start the nationwide tour I'm going to go to Manchester I'm going to go to Newcastle I'm going to go to Wales I'm going to go everywhere west east north south you know even Birmingham (laughs) everywhere so uh just stay stay tuned on that but basically I'm going to give you the updates and obviously you guys the subscribers and members of this new website the Union channel you get priority access Uh, So stay tuned. Uh, Katie says, who is the next big guest on your channel? Yes. So the next big guest on our Sunday interview show is actually, well, they're not the next one. The question is the next big guest. Um, Every guest is big, but uh, I can leak one of them over the next uh, couple of weeks, I think, uh, which will be uh, Yasmin Mohammed, a uh, Canadian ex-Muslim who is a massive campaigner. Uh, you might you might know her on Twitter uh, a massive campaigner against mandatory hijab and the the Islamist cultures and the, the obviously the extremist side uh, so she's an ex- ex-muslim and she's obviously been chased by the Middle eastern so she's in Canada uh, she has a lot to talk about about um, obviously the, the culture just like how I've always had my story with my parents being Persian from Iran and the the, the escape from that culture uh, so it'll be good to have that, that conversation because I'm going to talk about my background she's going to talk about her background so definitely it's going to be a must watch show uh so yeah yasmin Mohammed, and also we're going to have a couple of more uh, in the meantime every sunday uh, as of this sunday because last sunday football sorry about that alan says do you not think it's best to legislate against wokeism what are you doing alan do not listen <laughs> no that's a bad idea Bad idea, Alan. Um, I do know why, because um, people might get to this point, because people get frustrated, and I get frustrated sometimes. And you say, well, what's, what's the best way? Get the get the same government and politicians um, against them. The issue is, then we will be doing what I just said, that they're doing on the left, even the ones who are not really left-wing, but they are taking the knee. They are accidentally opening a door. that They're not supposed to be opening. We are doing the same thing. If you start legislating, using the state to... Uh, to uh, limit uh, free speech, then you're gonna accidentally bring in fascism, and that's a problem. And um, so there's no one you know kind of solution right now to defeat wokeism. This is this is a cultural war that's gonna happen, and it's gonna go for a, for a long time. We're gonna go through a cycle. So the the result and the outcome is probably actually inevitable. Whether you know which side is gonna win, we might have to go through a dark phase uh, of them ruling like, technically, and then until wake up uh, the next generation actually wake up and fight back against the millennials who brought this forward. So it's all about patience, uh, but do not just sit back and be complacent. Just wish for the best. You need to keep fighting back. And this channel is gonna give you all the tools and ammo that you need, because that's what you need. You need to make sure that you are fully equipped and aware and fully informed, so that when a crazy have a debate with you, you know how to respond. Thanks again for watching. <laughs> I'm TC. Before I go, don't forget, as I said, if you're a full member, Go in the membership area submit your questions also you got one day left uh go in the membership area sign up to our zoom calls wednesday 6 30 p.m uh, so yeah if you're a full member if you're not a full member become a full member uh, for those of you on a monthly uh, subscription um if you want to make it easy for yourselves uh, there's an annual option now as well you can just pay 30 pounds um, in bulk just with one-off fee rather than just have it like taken every week every month uh, so if you want to do that become a full member and Join the Zoom chat for tomorrow, Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Thanks again for watching. I'm TSC and I'll see you guys in the next video.